So let's say you're in recovery, and then by seeing the demonstrations of all these people getting relief, you figure you put a little more credence in the book than your own understanding because it hasn't seemed to work, your understanding. So now you read the book and they start trying to pinpoint what the exact nature of the wrong is in in recovery about alcoholism. And then self is quite prevalent in those chapters. They're always talking about if you don't get out of, if you don't, you know, you can't, get out of self, you're totally screwed, and this and that, and the root of the problem is obsession with self, and self and self, they go on and on, any life run on self-will will be unsuccessful, they keep putting up the signs, you know, warning, 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 hey, this is the dilemma, yeah, <laughs> but the tricky thing with that, because you'll go, like, nod and understand, and you have an intimate feeling of it, you understand, but if it has a little bit of a tricky tail on it, which is the problem is residing in this opportunity, this state that you seem to be in, based on an act of being identified as. Yeah, That's a tricky one, because now you think you've recognized the problem, but you are the problem. <laughs> That's the tricky thing. Yeah, Like it says it in the book, we're not people with problems, we are the problem. Uh, whoa, what the, what, what, what? <laughs> How can I get out of that? I'd have to get out of me. Exactly. And so it seems like a crazy idea. How can I get out of the problem if it's me? Yeah, that's right. How can you get out of the problem if it's you? And a lot of people hit that logical wall and they go, well, screw it. I'm just going to stay loaded until I end up in jail and institutions of death because if I'm the problem, how am I going to get relief from it? Yeah? It's a sort of a dilemma. But in a way, you can be, in a sense, the solution and the problem seemingly at the same time. The solution can be dormant while there's a certain activity called selfing going on, and then the problem can be uh, enlivened, you know? It's active, so it has an effect while the solution is dormant because your real nature is being forgotten by the assumed nature of this selfing, which is that you're a body somehow or you're in a body or whatever, yes? See, the head could never run this story on a spirit. It can only run the story that the body is one of its main evidences in its court case, that you're a this, yeah? What it's presenting you as a mental this it aligns it with this physical event, and it's a pretty good case, yeah? Because it seems like actions come from you. The thoughts seem to be in this location. Your life seems to stem and come towards this little fixed point, which is all the body. So it has a lot of, it gets a lot of sway by the identification as the body. But if you've ever seen it in your own life, it doesn't give a shit. It doesn't really like the body most cases. It finds a lot of fault in the body that you're in. And I remember I had a very strong experience of that when I was about 17. We were supposed to go to a Rod Stewart show in, in uh, New York. And we were in Long Island partying in my little opium den room in my house, my mother's house actually, downstairs. And we had done some acid, you know, like a couple of uh, tabs of acid. And we were, I, was pretty free, I was pretty high. And yet my head started saying, why don't you take seven downs? <laughs> Which was like, 
if there's a huge instinct of self-preservation, it obviously wasn't applied to the body. The seven downs could have killed me taking the Long Island Railroad on two tans of acid. You know what I mean? Shit would have occurred. You know? But it was just running this story, and I got, even then, a little bit of a taste that it cannot possibly be me, because it's not lucking out to what I'm calling me at all. It's telling me to do some crazy shit, you know, that's going to put this body, which is supposedly me, or represents me, into harm's way, yeah? So, the head, if it was just a thought, like, just a thought, and there was no bodies, it would have no case. But the body is easily cast as the doer because things are happening through it, yeah? Thoughts are appearing in its experience or in its faculty, yeah? Feelings are coursing through in, the, in like an emotional river, go running through it. There's physical sensations that it feels like you, yes? So it, its case is really based on the identification as. So in this case, if the problem, if you are the problem, that's a, if you admit that, it's really freaking good news, which it doesn't sound like it would be. That's why the head's denying it quite a lot and trying to avoid at all costs confronting that it's in this condition because it's like a death warrant to it because it's identified as this. But if you allow it to, oh yeah, I'm really an alcoholic, you know, let it really land and I'm basically screwed, that's the beginning of a new possibility. You're not going to have that possibility while you're chucking and jiving and trying to make it work and you have another plan and another angle. It's in a complete surrender to the point that you're screwed that the, the opportunity of being unscrewed just suddenly appears in your little mental and emotional and sky. Yeah? So, in a way, you are the problem and yet you're not. Because the problem is an identification as... And that means you're not because you're not what you're identifying as. You see? If you were that, there would be no need to identify as it. You would be it. It would be a different thing. But the identification isn't, isn't a sense of be isn't really rooted in being, it's in thinking. Yeah? The, feel, the feeling is produced by a lot of thoughts yeah, that reinforce that you're the feeler and the thinker and this and that. But the state of being is different than that. It doesn't have to shout out, it is. Yeah? But the head has to shout out because it ain't. Yeah? So he, it spends a lot of attention on advertising. And when, like if you see a good, uh, good product, like uh, they never advertise because they don't have to. They're a good product. Shitty stuff like Budweiser beer and stuff has to advertise unbelievably because it sucks. Yeah, they have to convince you it's going to have a better taste with this new bottle that has three openings. <laughs> you know, so it'll go down faster. Wow, that's, that just changed my whole opinion of Budweiser. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's freaking insane. But, and it goes up and they spend millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like a reflection of what your head's doing. Constantly, it's stating an assumption as a fact that you're the doer, you're the haver, you're the feeler, you're the taster, you're the this and you're the that, you're the seer. And it just goes un, sort of unquestioned. And what happens is the feeling of being now can become an experience to us, which we have, yeah? But that's what we are. And then, it's, then a story is made up about it. So in other words, if I feel really good, it was because I was doing something. 
instead of I'm feeling really good because I'm being. Yeah? It becomes something that had to be initiated by a someone. Yeah? So I'm going to now do and have myself to, into a state of being. Yeah? But you can't do and have yourself into a state of being because you are a state of being. Yeah? You can't duplicate what's already, com- already so. Any attempt to duplicate it would have to turn into a conceptualized idea of what being was, which it will definitely do. It will copy its little idea, what it's pulled in from others and everything like that, and it will copy and make a mimeograph of like being, and you'll attempt to be, oh, I'm really being because I've got all this gear and I'm being, you know, and da da da. And, you know, everyone else may vote on that. You're truly being, man. You're being free. You're being yourself and like that. But in fact, it's a mental state. Yeah. It's an interpretation because the being is already in place. And it's generated not by self, but it's self-generated. The beingness is generating itself. Yeah? So if you're so here's the problem. Hey, alcoholism, let's say, which is just a subdivision of the basic malaise, which is self-centeredness, really. So here it is, alcoholism, the dominant one. It's the dominant strain. So, all right, I'll I'll admit that. Finally, you know, I'm an alcoholic, and I'll admit it to my innermost self. But the self you're admitting it to isn't you either. (laughs) 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 And then that selfing, which was what was the yakking that was going on when you were getting loaded, is still going on after you get sober. It doesn't stop. It just it just regroups and now it takes another tact, which is all right. Life's going to be more boring. I'm going to have to play under the covers a little bit. But basically, it'll just erode your life and run it to steer it this way and that, just like it did before in a much more dramatic fashion. Yeah, it will adapt to the situation. And so people, they were using and everything like that, same mapping voice, and then they get sober, and it's the same mapping voice. Now it's critiquing your sobriety. <laughs> Where before it was critiquing your use. Oh, you fucking can't handle your tweak. Oh, I haven't done the steps yet. I don't. It's like people will come and see me, and they're sober, and they're going, but they're so hell-bent on believing they won't be sober, it just totally negates the fact that they are sober at the moment. Yeah? Because their whole life is preoccupied or been given over to the value of time at the, at the expense of now which is an insane deal to me. So, all right, so you are the problem, and if that really dawns on you, that's when the possibility you're not arises. If you keep denying that you're the problem, if you keep trying to mentally, uh, using even philosophies, using philosophies, no, I'm not the problem, no. This is how it worked with me. I admitted completely I was screwed, let it land on me, and then what happened is, the possibility I was not that dawned on me, and therefore what seemed to be the death knell became like the winning, you know, bell. Yeah. So I am I am the problem from the problem's point of view, and the solution's point of view is I'm not the problem. Yeah. I'm not the problem. So here I'm a, so at that point, all right. Because before you as as the problem, you're trying to think everyone else is the problem. The cops, the wife, this and that, that missed, right? To avoid the fact that you're the problem. But once you admit that you're a problem, it reveals to to be not true. And that's how you have relief. You're not gonna get relief from the bondage of self as self. 
Whatever relief comes just out of a fucking random possibility won't last long and it will never stabilize because selfing is agitated. Yeah? In selfing, in, in let's say, the subdivision of alcoholism, the experience is irritability, restlessness, and discontentment. Yeah? That's agitation, if you read it. Irritability, what is that? Agitation. Right? Restlessness, what's that? You're agitated. Yeah? So, in the selfing, the selfing is agitated. It's a verb. Yeah? But a mental verb. So it's not going, it's not flowing. Yeah? It's going like this. Back into the past, up into the future. It's like, instead of just swirling around and moving and flowing, it's got a, it's like got a two-year fucking old conceptual idea. <laughs> future, <laughs> past. <laughs> future, <laughs> past. I will be okay. I was once okay. <laughs> I hope I will be okay, and I, I remember I was once okay. Yeah. <laughs> because you're on a track. You can't get off and explore. You're on a track of, of duality, and the train is like self-centered. Yeah. So you're on this track, and you're you're enslaved to time, knowing it or not. And I see it demonstrated at these meetings all the time. When people come in, oh, I really, I feel so totally free here tonight. But Tuesday, I've got this engagement. So as soon, instead of just enjoying, I'm feeling really pretty cool right now. Let's bring in Tuesday. Let's bring in the possibility that I may not be feeling good, and let it override this because this is scary to me. This is like I'm alert, I'm conscious. What? You know what I mean? <laughs> this is really scary. Anything could happen. But now I know what's going to happen on Tuesday. I'm going to be fucked. <laughs> sort of like a familiarity. So let's bring it in and just rain on this parade. Because I don't know where this... It's not like I'm not leading the parade. It could turn in any street. You know what I mean? They may ask me to play the bass or the cello or whatever. The tuba. I'm not equipped to do that. So let's fucking bring Tuesday in. Bring last year in. Please, hurry up. Get me out of here. Literally. So look at what, how many people stay busy all day. They're fucking afraid shit of having time on their hands. Because what would happen? Who knows? Something could be revealed about my personality. I'm really that much of an asshole? Oh, no. Yeah. So this is the thing. This is my humble, with everyone, my humble take is it's called identification as a self. That's a verb. It's not identification as a noun called self. It's identification as a self. Yeah. The mind, which is fluid and formless, is identified with an idea that it's a thing. Okay? And to reinforce that idea, it's not just a thing, but it's, it's doing a lot of thing things. I'm doing, I'm hearing, I'm seeing, I'm feeling. Whatever is moving through the thing, it takes to be something initiated by the thing. Yeah? So I now become the owner of the thoughts and the feelings and the seeing. I saw that. You can't believe what I saw today. You know what I mean? Like, I claimed it. It's mine. I hope no one saw this sunset. It's so beautiful. I just want to have it for myself. You know? It's this movement. It's a very... Because it has nothing, it has to try to claim a lot. Yeah? It's got to build a story around it because it's empty. There's no one home. Yeah? And it's scared shit of that being found out. It's like I had a guy over today use a simple example of that. I like this 
simple example of a snake when it goes through molting, you know? So, you know, when they lose their skin. Every year the snakes live this, use the skin. So, all right, so here's the event. Snake's going to molt the skin. It does, the snake doesn't decide for this to happen. It's just one of, one of the aspects of being a snake, yeah? In the realm of snaking, it, the skin moves because it needs new skin. It gets old and it, you know, tears and gets stuck on rocks and dulls itself out so other, like, female snakes don't, hey, man, you guys look pretty bad. You know, you gotta have some shiny fucking skin going on. Get your mojo on, you know? <laughs> so here's the snake and here's the skin. Now, the skin is assuming that it's the snake. Yeah? This gives it relevance. It doesn't see itself as skin because there's no skin to be seen as. <laughs> there's only the snake. Yeah? But skin is an aspect, but it's not a separate thing. So the snake has the, the skin is identified as a snake and it has a strange, strong, gnawing suspicion. Hey, I'm, when I fall off the skin, that's the end of me. Yeah? I need to be adhered to the snake to have a life. Yeah? To be able to have a story called me as the snake. Yeah? A very skin deep, shallow story, which is what we do. Yeah? So there, now the molting is starting, he gets like the tremors of the molting coming on. And so it's jacked into this little brain of the snake, and so it tells the snake, buy moisturizer, man. <laughs> fucking bathe in moisturizer. Stay out of the sun. Don't go near those rocks. They may catch and rip the evening more. You know what I mean? It scared the bejesus out of losing its relevance, because its relevance is totally rooted in its adhering to the snake. Okay? And from that point of view, you can see its fear, because it's actually valid. Yeah? Something is afraid of being revealed to be empty because it is empty. <laughs> it's a valid fear. But from the snake's point of view, it's hallelujah. Yeah? It gets rid of this old skin that keeps, you know, getting caught on rocks. It's faster. It moves faster. It's very smooth, oily, lubricated. It's alive, the skin now. It's not all dried up with old ideas and shit like our heads are. And it's moving around, going. And so from the same event, from this point of view, is hallelujah. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. If the, you, you can even get the shift, in a sense, from the snake. If you let it go as far as it wants to go, there can be a, 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 a total calibration into the snakeness. And you go, wow, why was I ever fucking entertaining that shit? Yeah? Because your head was located... An unlocated, unlocatable event called mind was located in the skin of this thing. Yeah? Not even the snake itself, just the skin. Yeah? And so from there, it was, it was like the biggest threat of all threats. But from the solution, it's a great relief. Yeah? It's a great relief. The snake is much better for the absence of that old skin. That's what I was saying earlier. You know the problem by the solution. When if if when the skin fell off, you realize you're not the skin because there'll still be the snaking going on. And you realize I never and what happens is you also immediately realize you never were the skin. Ever. You never were, you didn't you didn't have to get out of the skin. It falls off. As soon as the mind gets some ideas and entertains them, it may cause the molting. You may lose interest in that fake mental skin, yeah? 
And you, instead of buying moisturizer, trying to save its face every fucking day, you'll save your ass <laughs> instead of your face. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much like that. So, And then when the solution occurs, then you realize, oh, it was identification as the skin that was causing all the fear and anxiety. Yeah? That's why. Oh, that's why. Now, while that's going on, and if you, you'll never get it. You'll never get it as, as what it really is until it's truly ain't. Yeah. But when you can get a taste of it, which will promote you to keep moving. But when you get a real strong taste, it's a done deal. Like a master said, Ramana Maharshi said, hey, your head is in the tiger's mouth. It's, it's too late now. You, know, you can't pull out. You're going to run into all those teeth on the way out. So you might as well just freaking go. Yeah? You might as well just go for it. <laughs> and there's not much you need to do. Really, it's a lot about, you may be asked to run a little bit, but you always put the ball down and something else picks it up. It's just the way it goes. It's like being on an operating table and your job is just not to get up. That's it. Let this, you've opened up to something or nothing and let it work on you. And then you'll find out what it's like by it's working on you. It will express to you. Just like the mental parasites are attempting to express you by taking you over, this aspect of mind would be very happy to express itself through also. Yeah, and you'll be much the better if when it does. Because it's benevolent and expansive, not contracted and petty. Yeah. Some of its effects are written in the big book of AA. You will lose interest in yourself and gain interest in others. You'll stop trying to take out of everything and start seeing what you can contribute. All of these things will sort of come naturally. You don't have to provoke it. You've already done it with a little bit of willingness. Yeah, just entertain a possibility. And I'm humbly believing that I'm offering, I'm not offering it, but this is the possibility that I received and I entertained, you know. And uh, it proved to be uh, miraculous, so I have confidence. It, can, it, can, it won't, may, may not look the same, but it can have a, a very vast effect on you if you entertain it, yeah. And then it's so funny, you're entertaining it may, may coincide with you getting sober, so that what you're entertaining will have a nice space to express itself through. You're not probably going to entertain this if you're fucking running around 6th and Market, you know, smoking crack in the alley. It's probably because why would it want to land there? There's no place for it to grow, no place for it to express, yeah? So it's very weird how life conspires. So you hear this message and you think, oh, you're getting this message, but this message will open you up to be able to receive other messages. So those messages can find fulfillment and fruition in the expression that you offer. Not a fucking closed door, yeah, but an open door. And all you need, all I find you need, really, is repetition. If you forget, just be reminded. Yeah. And after a while, it's like if you do anything for a long time, like if, like if you do Qigong, which is a Chinese form of exercising. Let's say I started doing them when I was younger, so, and then you would do it, and the extra movement would produce the effect. But now, it leads to a point where 
the effect will be prior to the movement. You just, the mind immediately knows what's going on as soon as you get, take it, get in position, and then the energy flows that you thought was being provoked by movement. But it's not being provoked by movement, it's mind, yeah? Mind is running the energy through you. But you couldn't get there directly, so you got through action, like we do in recovery. You do stuff, yes? And you get in the action, and then, every time you follow the habits are now in place, the immediacy of the relief occurs, like, as, as a state that's always available at all times. Not something you have to provoke or beseech or get, but it's just an acknowledgement of its everlasting presence. And if there's no acknowledgement, it will seem as if it doesn't exist. Because the only way you can seem like you exist is to make sure that doesn't seem like it exists. Yeah? You can't serve two masters at the same time. If the parasite seems to be the master of the possibility of this body experience, I don't want to say there's anyone in there because there isn't, but if the parasite's running the show, then that's the master. And you'll see it by its effects. Your mind will be preoccupied in time by yesterday and tomorrow. Your faith that you have as a possibility of mind will be in a failed system, so it will produce lots of anxiety. You'll be scared for no other reason than you're living under that tyranny. Yeah. And after a while, you can make a pretty damn good diagnosis that that's the master you're serving. How's it going? Yeah. And that master ain't giving you up, giving this possibility up. The only thing that will allow it to relinquish that hold is if a power greater than it becomes entertained. And you know what? You are that power. Now, you may not know it, so you take a circuitous route. We call it a higher power. You surrender to God and you say, Thy will be done. But I would imagine, in time, your idea of what's going on will change dramatically to the point where maybe you'll see that, hey, the higher power... The higher power that I'm in the knowing of is I know it by its own understanding, not mine. I, I give up my ideas and let it reveal itself through this expre- experience, yeah, through this expression. And I'll tell you, it's a much vaster uh, possibility when it isn't framed by your ideas. <laughs> your ideas are very small, very right-angled, very, very conceptually brittle. Yeah, They don't hold water. They actually hold something in and neuter it, really. You think you know it, but you don't know it. It's not having an actualization in your life. It's just stored mentally. Yeah, another topic not to really investigate. I know it. I've heard this before. Just like in people in recovery, they go to a meeting and they tell their friends, oh, I went to AA, it doesn't work. They never did the steps or anything like that. They just went to one meeting, and now they think they're an expert on AA. Oh, it's Hey, hey, sucks. It's just a me. No, you have no idea. You don't know what's going on because there's been no investigation. But you think you know. That's the whole thing with selfie. It it doesn't come to that conclusion that it knows. It 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 projects that conclusion on everything. So whenever it meets, it thinks it knows it before finding out. Yeah. So it doesn't come up. It doesn't come up with knowing by finding out. It comes. It comes up by knowing with just pure speculation, pure fucking incredible assumptions. Oh, I know that. I, I've had. I know what it's like. Isn't it like this? And then comparison gets brought in. No, it's sort of like that simple thing they always say. You want to know water? Have a taste of it. Yeah, it'll quench it. And you can't have a definition of what quenching is like. Yeah, drink it, and you'll have an intimate hit on what quenching is like. 
You know, to have a thirst quenched will be an experience that will happen. And you'll, aha! Now I know what water is in some respects, yeah? But while you think you know everything, yet there's no translation, it's dry. It fucking doesn't... I know what's going to make me happy. God forbid if you know what's going to make you happy. Because I guarantee that thing that you thought was going to make you happy has the possibility of producing a lot of sadness, a lot of fucking suffering. <laughs> if you name it that, you're going to get its, uh, its wicked twin, this. <laughs> you can't escape the dualistic expression here. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, and then a year later, I hate that. <laughs> this is neither this nor that. You get free from that display. Yeah. Yeah. So if you know, if you look at, that's why I just go on and on explaining to me, trying to express that activity, you know, and all of its little procedures and ways that has default mechanisms, so you feel like you've gotten out of it, but you're still in it, and all like that, because I've been under that. I've gone through everything. There's nothing like being up on cocaine for ten days to, to have not, not to have the disease of selfing revealed. You know what I mean? Now, it didn't make sense back then, but it sure makes sense now. I had ten, you know, hours and hours of observations of it driving me, ripping me a new asshole for days, you know. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it, you know. And there isn't any it there. It's just an activity that huffs and puffs. And then you, you play the house's role. And then as soon as you become the house, it blows it down. Yeah. If, it doesn't, if you don't identify with the house, it just huffs and puffs. And you can wait it out because you are more of the infinite than the finite. And it is only in the finite. The selfing is a verb. It starts, it has its run, there's a lot of gaps in it. But it always covers up its gaps by your, in a sense, your unconsciousness, yeah? You get so habitualized. You know how people call it about being asleep, you know? So what happens is we get lulled into a sort of like a, a sleepy state. We're unaware. And basically we're just depending on our head to tell us what's going on. And you see it like if people go to work, you know? And they're there the whole day. And then at 8 o'clock they go home, and at 8 o'clock their mind breaks the news to them they had a bad day. Yeah? <laughs> they were there while the bad was supposed to be going on. They have no fucking idea. But now, they're damn sure that they had a bad day at work. But it's at 8 o'clock when they come to that conclusion. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been nice if they could have figured it out at like 8.45 a.m. when it was starting to be bad? But no. We're like displaced. And to re- to to soothe us from what that could produce, we're given a story. And because the story's about us, we become like sort of like Narcissus staring on the pond surface. He falls in love with its own image, yeah? In a way, the mind is like that. It falls in love with its own image, so it'd rather have a story than actually be alive, yeah? It can take the story a lot farther. It can change the story. It can do like this. It can make the story seem great instead of acknowledging what's actually going on. Yeah? And it's almost like we're caught in this mental gaze on what points to the imaginary person. And we make the leap into the feeling of being that. Yeah? It can't push us to that point. All the selfing in the world cannot produce a self. 
all the selfing in the world, I take it all, take all the snippets that have gone through your head for 30 years and put it all continually, for 30 years, it still cannot produce a self. All it can do is infer, assume, imply, insinuate there's a self. Yeah? Which is what the language does. The whole English language insinuates that there's a subject when there isn't a subject. Yeah? It says, I'm the doer of things I have nothing to do with. And if that's going on and on and on, and you're not sort of awake, you fall asleep and take yourself to be the doer. You're going to take yourself to be the thinker and the feeler and the seer. And once you enter that little rabbit hole, there's, it's hard to squeeze your fucking very, your body back out. Now that you think you're a body, that keeps you in the rabbit hole. You went in as a mind, so it seems, oh, I can pull out of this easily. But you went in as a mind, and then you become identified as body, and you can't get out. Yeah, the hole's too small for a thing. And then you get stuck in that crazy, nightmarish Alice in Wonderland. And it's not so wonderful. But you're Alice, you know. <laughs> Watch it, see it. See people, you know, they go home, they have a beer, kick their back, and then they, they go over their day. <laughs> not based on facts. Oh, that guy was fucking with me. He probably didn't even think about you. But now he become, oh, he's fucking with me. And then, it's not even left at that. It's added unto by, oh, he must have been fucking with me for a while. Yeah? So there's like, it, it uses time to pro produce momentum when there's no momentum. Yeah? So you got this big heat going, getting up, getting steamy, and of course it's going to want to burst. You know? It's going to want to act out. And, you know, usually it does. And then what happens? There's consequences. And then you have to deal with them and not deal with them. And every, every uh, reaction to something as a something produces more of the sense of something. Yeah. You can see it. Some, some know things have gotten so embroiled in the something, it's difficult in a way for them to even entertain the possibility that they're not that. They won't even give it the time of day for like five minutes. They, they are so sure that they are what they think they are, they don't want to hear anything. Yeah? They just want to try to make it better or just avoid it or get loaded or whatever. Yeah? If there's a kernel of a, of a possibility, and for some people, it doesn't have to be this way, but for some people, they get their asses so royally kicked that the system has failed them so terribly that they have to sort of have a sober assessment of what's going on because they're screwed. That's what happened with me. You know, it was a regular day at the office, and I remember a download started to occur, and it was like a CNN news flash. Yeah, no, no story, just a headline, and the headline was "I'm fucked." And you know, I had been for quite a while, seemingly, but it hit me that I was, and that started something. Yeah, that wasn't brought about by me. Something downloaded sort of weakened all the veneers and all the shades I had pulled down to keep any kind of light out, and something pierced right through to the center. And it illuminated something, and then it changed the course of this of the events of this action figure dramatically overnight. Yeah. So uh oh, we're resetting the course of this. Yeah. This, all right, this is what the course used to be. Institution, park there, jail, park there, death, die, come back, go where? Institution, jail, death, 
park. Wait a minute. It would look different because I park at a different time. The incident, and now he's go to jail, death, and then jail. Oh, things are changing. But it'd be the three doors, you know what I mean? Oh, I'd, oh death, and then jail. See, something's happened. It's not the same, same old set. Yes, it was. Institution, jail, death, institution. Suddenly, something decided, or no thing, whatever, downloaded and put a stop to it in like a five-minute expanse of time, but the stop was from timelessness. It had nothing to do with time. Because if it had to do with time, it would have taken a long time to stop me. I had a lot of freaking momentum going down, baby. I had a lot of momentum. Man, a lot of momentum. <laughs> I'd, had, I'd given up all hope. There was no expectation anything ever getting better. Let's fucking, you know, it's like you're going off the cliff. Let's put speed up. You know what I mean? I can't stop, so let's just really cast it. That's what I come to. That was the conclusion I came to. That being totally stopped, and the, this thing, this huge momentum, being turned, and then going in another direction. Yeah? With really not, not so much apparent damage. It was a tons of past damage, but it, the, the crash didn't hurt. Yeah? I felt hope and a relief and... I started to have a smile on my face and things I knew, I knew without, and there wasn't much evidence, you know. I was in a residence hotel, I was just trying to, you know, bluff my way into a job, and I was living with us, like a German student, you know, we shared a room. <laughs> but I was optimistic, <laughs> for no apparent reason, other than getting infused with the spirit. And I just knew. And you know what? It's true. It panned out. And it's still panning out. Yeah. If you take a step, there'll always be a stair underneath. Yeah. The thing is, is when there's the demonstration of something having a huge effect on your life, honor it. Because the head will be forgetting miracles that happened an hour ago and remembering resentment of 30 years ago that never happened. It's totally biased, the conditionality of the mind. Yeah, The conditional mind is biased. It has an intent. It's gotten a lot of speed up in time. And it wants to barrel on, you know, with the hopes that you'll be special, unique, right, and probably lonely. <laughs> There's a solution. There's always a solution as long as there seems to be the problem. When the solution dawns on you, it's shown that the problem's imaginary, and then there's even no need for a solution. Yeah? Because you can lose a solution. If you had a solution, it would be construed somehow you had something to do with it, and that you did yourself into the solution, and therefore you would be playing around with the idea, not you, but your head, that you could do yourself out of it. And so the solution wouldn't be, able, wouldn't be able to have the effect in, on your life as a solution because you'd be making it part of the problem. Yeah? You would. Because you would think that it would be absent based on if I don't constantly vigilant, you know, I can't take a shit, you know, all this spiritual stink the type and just on and on. <laughs> no, what, the, what fun is there in that? This is a relaxed awareness because... The res- response to it is relaxed. You realize, she is. there's nothing I need to do, basically. <laughs> How much 
you don't think that's going to provoke response after you've been on this freaking train of doing and having for all this freaking time? It's incredible relief when you can just drop your shoulders and there's an expression of the relief of getting off that. It's like being in that hamster wheel, you know? Someone corrected me. I was saying hamster cage. He says, no, the wheel is in the cage. There is the hamster. And so people may be getting confused by what you're saying with this little analogy. Okay, I'm clarifying. Thank you, honey. I'm Cynthia. Thank you. This is, this is the lady who pointed out to me, my friend in Boston. So it's a hamster wheel in the cage where the hamster is in. So the hamster wheel is never motorized. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a motorized wheel. The wheel is moving by your energy. Yeah. As the hamster. And so the hamster gets out and it's, it's oh, what a miracle, it fucking stopped. No. The reason why its basic, basic state is stopped. <laughs> the reason why you haven't been able to experience it, you're trying to experience it, is what's moving it. So if you get this noble idea of the day the hamster wheel stops, I want to be there to have the experience, you're the reason why it's moving. You can't get out, you cannot escape that. There is no wiggle room. Self cannot get out of self. You can't use the mind to find the mind. Yeah? There's, the hamster wheel will never be at peace with you in it. <laughs> because your nature to seek, to do and have, is going to be the force, the energy that keeps the hamster wheel, which you'll be bitching about and complaining about, I hate this wheel, and this and that, but the wheel's definition is based on you. Without you, it ain't a wheel. It's just this thing, it's like a reef or something, you know what I mean? It doesn't have any wheel like, there needs to be an engine to move it to make it a wheel. Use the engine. And I don't care how slick you get, you're still the engine. If there's a sense of you as the seeker and the doer, the wheel's moving. <laughs> Even if you're walking, like you're doing those walking meditations, just concentrating, lifting, putting, it's you moving the wheel. The only way you get a vision of it being stopped is when you're out of it. Yeah? But what happens is, if there's a feeling of you being out of it, that, that's a larger hamster wheel that you haven't seen. Now you recognize that was the wheel, and now I'm out of the wheel, but that wheel's moving too, because your same modality of mind's there, in this freedom from that wheel, and now the freedom from it becomes another bonding mechanism. Yeah? Because you use the same format, seeking, doing, having, yes, this and that. And then, oh, I got out of, there's only two. The two traps I've escaped from. And now you're in the freedom from the two traps, but as a hamster, and now you're in the hamster's court again in being the non-hamster. <laughs> and this trap, there's wheel upon 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 wheel. You're never going to get out if you take yourself to be in. No way. If you're not the hamster, yeah, that's the way to get out. You cannot get out of the wheel as the hamster, because the hamster's nature is to run, and it's going to run and seek, and it's going to make another wheel, yeah. So. How 
be brazen. Put your money on it and, and uh, go for it. You know. Oh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be cursed if I made a mistake. Fuck, that's another advertising. If you felt authenticity in your gut, fucking honor it for once and just go for it. Entertain the possibility. Instead yeah. so, I watch people, they never entertain the possibility. They mentally dissect the possibility. That's not entertaining it. Entertaining it is like being in this room with a large doorway and you just sit here and then what shows up, you see it, yeah? And, when, and then something else shows up, and you see it. And something else shows up, and after a while, what doesn't move is the space that you're seeing things in. And something dawns on you. Yeah. So you entertain this mess, the, mass, the message. You may think you've heard it, but actually, it's different than hearing it, really. Well, let's say you heard it, and you heard it from me. So, yeah. So now it seems that some, you recognize the thing. But after a while, you'll recognize all these things that have come into the mind itself, and you'll finally get the mind itself, yeah? Which is never coming and never going, yeah? It's what allows everything else to come and go, but it doesn't have that same nature. If it did, it would be part of the coming and going, yeah? For there to be coming and going, there must be something that always stays. That's the only way that coming and going would be given birth, yeah? Just like it says, you know, what's, there's an old teacher called Wei Wu Wei, I always get his name wrong, but he says, he used to say, you know, what's conceiving can't be conceived of. Yeah, it's a beautiful statement. Yeah. So what's conceiving all these thoughts cannot be conceived of. Yeah? You can't use the thoughts to figure it out. Yeah? You can't use the feelings to feel it. So a guy like to say, what's seeing can never be seen, what's hearing can never be heard, what's tasting can never be tasted, what's feeling can never be felt. Yeah? It's beyond that. That's why there's feeling, hearing, seeing, tasting, touching. It doesn't come from the realm of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching. That can that cannot produce that. It comes from like everything comes from nothing in a sense. Yeah. So where it's all we have is one meal and this canteen and one roll of footage, your film footage. The professor says, wait a minute. If we have a roll of footage, that must mean somebody's filming us. And they point at the camera and they go, Yes! And they run over and they're talking to the guy running the camera. And they say, Oh, thank you, you're going to get us better. And the professor says, Wait! If you are the one who was filming us, who's filming us now? And they go like this and they point at the camera and they are running for another dead cameraman. And they're all saying, Oh, no, 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 no. wait a minute. If you're... That's right, exactly. Exactly. It's good, yeah. <laughs> That's like they say with the, you know, the eye can't see itself, yeah? You can't turn around and see the eye. Because it's, it's what's, it's like the vehicle for the seeing, you know? You can't turn and see, yeah? It's sort of like that. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I like that. I may have to steal that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, but I'm sure you could probably find it on YouTube. And if you, I like you it. Know, like <laughs> it would go on ad infinitum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but what's beautiful is just by saying it three times, your mind can take it. That's what a message is like. You only took the hamster analogy to the third wheel. You know, that's what a message is like. A message allows you maybe to hear it three times, but then the mind takes it infinitely. Yeah. Instead of looking for infinitely, you take a vehicle, like a message or a satsang, you know, having a talk like this, and then that, stre- that allows the mind to stretch it infinitely. Yeah. Instead of making infinitely the goal which will ne- that's just a conceptual fucking idea. That's that's like a slave enslavement. You just hear the message, and after he goes the camera two times, the mind goes expands. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's like. The mind expands, and when it expands, there's a feeling of it. There's a sense, not a feeling. There's a sense. Yeah, not a sense of not a, like a physical sense, but a sense. So it's an aha, and it's like an aha prior to any aha. You know it before knowing it, yeah? Once there's a knowing of it, it's like you knew it before that, yeah? It's like an unspoken yes or something like that, yeah? So, and then, once, it has, once that happens in a, as an event, let's say, you can go back to it. That's what the message is, is like repetition. So the message can project you right there again. Yeah? until it gets very convenient to you where it's really familiar and then you, you're not, you don't need anything. Yeah? Your mind has expanded and it didn't bounce back, it didn't contract, it just stayed expanded yeah? to a certain degree where it produces an immunity to what would contract it, let's say. So it stays expansive. So you start living the joke in a lot of ways sometimes. And sometimes it's not funny. <laughs> out here but it's still a joke in a way <laughs> yeah. so